what I wanted to say is that you cannot push unless you don't have strength. In other words, those that have strength push. If you see somebody pushing in an area, uh, those of you that love football, those of you that love football and you are always tuned into every single game, I know that there's a lot of people that have their supporters or who they support. I'm a bit of a glory hunter. I support two teams, Manchester United and West Ham, obviously, because I'm from East London. But you see, when I'm watching a game, yeah, or people are watching a game, people tend to get frustrated because when their team is losing is because they're not they're not pushing they're not pushing hard enough do you understand they're not pushing they're not showing strength uh, good evening can you see a lot of people saying good evening good evening to you i can see so when you're watching you're watching your favorite rapper you like him because he's so consistent in other words, he's pushing in the field that he's in. He's pushing to put out music. He's pushing to make sure that you're hearing his music. I've come to tell you tonight that only strong men can hold God's vision. I want you to write that down. Only strong men can hold God's vision. So what God does is he places you in a place he places you in the place to see how much you're going to push. You know me, I like to talk about education a lot because it's a good example to give. And when you're in class, what does your teacher want you to do the most? He wants you to push so that you can go or so that you can make it to the next level. I want you to fix my voice. Yeah. If you're going to make a difference in your house, in your community, in every single endeavor that God has put you on. Good evening, Pastor Nikki. Good evening, Ma. If, if God is going to give you control over certain communities, certain households, certain families, he first wants to know. He first wants to know if you have the ability to push and you see how do you find out if you are able to push first you have to locate your strength and before you locate your strength we have to know how weak you are or god has to know how weak you are so that he knows exactly what to do with you do you understand that so you see when you go to the gym right you go to the gym and the first thing that you do or the reason why you go to the gym is because you've, you've noticed something that you want to change. You've noticed something that, okay, you know what? You need to set your mind to the gym to build up something inside of yourself, to build up something that you've seen that is wrong, something that's probably deformed or those of you or those of us that are getting bigger, we want to go to the gym to trim or to lose weight. So when you go to the gym, it's because you've noticed, you've seen something that you want to change. So the first thing that you do when you go to the gym 
or the first thing that you realize is you have the battle of the mind. Yeah? And when you have the battle of the mind, what is the battle of the mind? Whether you're going to be able to lift this thing. But remember, the goal of lifting or the goal of going to gym in the first place is so that you can lose weight or for me is lose weight. I don't know what it is for you. When I'm going to the gym, it's to lose weight, it's to trim down. But you see, there's no way of me trimming down or there's no way of building muscles or whatever the case may be or what I want to do unless I find my weakness. And when I'm going to push a certain type of weight, and you see people say that, oh, you see, when you get used to this, when you get used to this, when you get used to this, the reason why they're telling you when you get used to it is because you're going to have to dwell in a place of weakness before strength is given to you. Because when you go to the gym, right, the mind wants to see if you really want to go through with this thing. And by the time you've made up your mind to go through the sessions of gym, by the time you've made up your mind, any pain that comes along with that gym session, you wouldn't mind. I'm going somewhere. Good evening, Pastor Abba. So you go to gym with the intention to change something. Yes, you go to gym. So guess what? In my case, I want to trim down. And when I want to trim down, it, it, it regards me to push weights. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So you see in life, right, when God gives you certain kind of, or God allows certain kind of weights to come down on you in your life, what he wants to see is if you can rely on him to push all them weights up. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Because the more you can push, the more you can hold up the things of this world, the more you can resist the things of this world, the more that God can pour his strength into you. I'm going to stay with the illustration of the gym today. Uh, you see, when you go to gym and you wake up in the morning, you would have thought that I had a dream about Azonto, the way I woke up. Like this. And you think to yourself, why am I going through this though? Like, why am I putting my body through this? I'm coming. Why am I putting my body through this? Why am I pushing my mental capacity to this level? Why am I, am I in this much pain? But you know, the pain becomes normal when you now believe in the goal that you're going towards. And you might be thinking, why is this problem so weighty? Why is this problem so weighty and you, you're praying to God to come through and what God is saying to you is if you're able to dwell in your weakness and rely on me, I will give you the ability to push anything that is more heavy than you. I'll push anything that's more heavy than you, anything that you feel like. And remember, let me tell you, when God comes into your life, it's so that your life can be renewed, your mind can be renewed. So there will be things that are impossible now that when God impacts his strength into you, they won't be impossible anymore. So why, why would God 
give you a certain location for you to dwell in that location, for you to subdue or dominate that location. He wants to see first how well you do in weakness. But let me tell you something. You see in weakness, right? So many people do so many mad things in their weakness. And when you're weak, an instruction has been given to you. Don't do this thing. Don't do this thing. But you see, because you was weak, you was weak. You didn't, you didn't place faith in what was being told to you. So in your mind, you thought that this problem, you could lift it on your ones. You thought you can lift it by yourself. But what God was waiting for you to do, he was waiting for you to, to, to be so weak that you relied on him. You know, every single person in this world, when they get in a position of weakness, they tend to rely on God. Everybody. And when, 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 when the whole world is in destruction, every single person starts to turn to God. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Oh, you see, if you want to see a real soldier, if you want to train a real soldier to go to battle, why do you train people? You train because you realize that this person is weak in this field and you train them so that they can be strong. I'm talking about push. Without strength, you cannot push. And we see all all the, the, the big, biggest people of this world, the people that made light and the people that made the things that you use today is because they chose to push. They chose to, to let me tell you, if you're able, if you're able to dwell in weakness and rely on God, what will God, God will show you how to be strong. God will show you ways to have strength. It is simple. And I remember when I used to get in moments of weaknesses and, you know, my weakness was simple. I would see what's going on in my area and, you know, because we grew up in the area and, you know, my mind was always there. My mind was always there. So, you see, in my weakness, my weakness was God telling me, stay where you are, stay put, listen to the word. But you see, because of what was going on outside, yeah, I thought that I could help. I thought that I could do something without placing full faith in God. And I'm going to take you to Hebrews. Is it Hebrews 1? I think I want to take you to Hebrews 1 or is it Jude? And where God tells us to build, what, what does it say to But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith, and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. When you're waiting for when you're waiting for God to move, when you're waiting for God to move, you have to understand that that is your place of weakness because if it's left up to you, you would want to move. But God says, wait, there are things to do. There are things for you to do in your places of weakness before strength comes. And when God wants to give his man strength, when he wants to give his man power, he first wants to know if this man will carry out his mission, even if he doesn't hear God. No, I don't think you understand that. There's sometimes you get in a position where you feel like God is not talking to you. You get into a position where you feel like God is not there. But God is telling you. 
that that is your place of weakness. If you can dwell in a place of weakness, I will give you strength. And when God gives you strength, he wants you to get into places that no one, has el- no one else has been in. So you see, you want to change the world, right? I want to change my area, but first, what God has to deal with in my life is my weakness. If God can deal with my weakness, he can be able to give me strength. And when I'm, when I'm given strength, I'm given the ability to push. So there are certain places that you cannot go to, or there are certain places that your feet cannot get to if God doesn't give you the ability to get there. And when you place your own strength, what you're doing is you're wasting your time. Absolutely wasting your time. And whenever somebody tells you to train, when somebody tells you, when your personal talk, when your personal trainer tells you to train, he's saying to you that there are things that you need to fix up before you become the example, before you become what you're looking for. Your personal trainer is meant to train you up to exactly what you want to be. Do you understand that? There is a certain physique that you're looking for. There is a certain position that God wants you to be in. He wants to see you. Remember last week I said to you, are you God's type? Are you God's type? But the thing is, when we all place ourselves in the sight of God, none of us are his type. None of us. So when God asks you to be a new creation, what he's telling you is, I want you to become my type. But you know, there needs to be a personal trainer on ground to train you into what I need you to be. So I can tell you the story. I can tell you of what happened with Abraham when Lot was taken. When Lot was taken, guess what? It was up to the 300 trained men in Abraham's household to deliver or to go and deliver um, Lot. If you are not trained, if you're not, if you're not trained in a certain field, God cannot depend on you to bring what he needs or to bring his glory into people's sight. If you are not trained, if you not, if you are not trimmed, and whenever God wants to train his man, whenever God is telling his man to do something, is for something. And in, you start to read Genesis. When God was training Adam, he was training him to till the ground. He was training him. And you see, after that training, you would have seen a man that had the full glory of God possess every single thing that God directed him to. But he wasn't strong enough. I want to ask you, how much do you train? And when I'm talking about training, I'm not talking about, my voice is still not normal. When I'm talking about training, I'm not talking about the gym. The gym is just an illustration. It's It's just something for you to see what I'm talking about. God can only work on a man that is trained. I can't be a solution 
if I'm not trained? Because if I'm not trained, what I would do is I would react the way I would, would have reacted in the beginning. And guess what? It would take us back to no solution. Again, my voice is not right. And when you're not, when you're not trained, imagine a non-trained person at the gym telling, and that's, that's the problem that we have these days. That's the problem that we have these days is a lot of people will now give you advice based on what they're not trained on. They'll give you advice. They'll be telling you what to do, how to do it, even though they haven't got no training. Still, my voice is too low. people these days will give you advice based on what they've never done. So imagine following somebody that hasn't done what they're telling you to do. I can tell you how many times that I've took up the conquest of, of losing weight. How many people will be telling you, oh, this is what you have to do. This is what you have to eat. This person will tell you you can eat egg. This person will tell you you can't eat egg. This person will tell you you have to take the yolk out of the egg. This person will tell you, no, that's wrong. This is right. This is right. Every single person has an opinion. But you see, what God does is he allows you to pick. He allows you to choose where you want to be. But he doesn't allow you to choose what kind of weakness you would have to deal with. Do you understand that? Uh-huh. So you see, when you go to school, right? Yeah? You can pick what, what lessons or what, what um, um, subject you want to do in uni, but you can't pick the exam. You can't pick the exam. You can say, oh, I want to do French. I want to do French. I want to do business studies, but the exam, you cannot pick it. You don't write the exam. And when God decides to train you, he sends a person in your life to train you to become the example. Because remember, once you get trimmed up, I'm talking about faith now, once you get trimmed up in your faith, then you now can be the example to others. If you if you if you are if you are perfected in a craft, you can teach. But if you're not perfect in that craft, you can't teach me. What are you gonna teach me? I won't listen to you. If you're able to show me that you too went through the same kind of road and you got results, then I'll follow. I see that my, 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 my place where I grew up is on fire right now. It's on fire. Newham is on fire right now. But if I remain there, there's nothing that I could teach. There's nothing that I can bring. What would I be able to bring if I didn't leave? Now that I've left, I've now got insight in what I need to change. 
I now have insight in, okay, this is what I need to do. But if I was there, it would have been everybody talking and no solution would have been found because every single person thinks they know how to get out of something even though that they're in something. Going back to the gym. When you go to the gym, I told you, you look at yourself and you say, this is what I need to change about myself. But you see, your place of weakness in the gym is you struggling to get to where you want to get to because it's not easy. It's not easy, but in the end, in the end when you see that every single thing that you've done in your weakness, every single thing that you place yourself in, in your weakness paid off. Your mind holds the key to your strength. I want you to write that down. Your mind, it holds the key to your strength. If you're able to get your mind right, then you'll be able to locate your strength. If you're able tonight to set your mind, if you're able to set your mind in what you want to do, right, God will now give you the ability to do it because first God will see if your mind can be shaken if you say one thing remember let me tell you something all of us say one thing and we do another one day you will say this the next you will do that one day you will say this the next you will do that why would you not give uh, let's say you have a son or you have a daughter you won't place responsibility on your son or your daughter right if they're 10 years old you know they don't have the capacity and the capability of of even understanding the kind of thing that you've put in their position you see that's how god looks at us he looks at us as if you are asking me for this but are you mature enough to control what you're asking for are you mature enough we want to make millions, we want to make billions. There are still certain things that when weakness knocks on your door, when weakness knocks on your door and God is saying, what are you going to rely on? Because remember, you can either get the quick fix. The quick fix is what you know, what you know how to do, what you know how to rely on. That's the quick fix. The quick fix is you relying on yourself. But God wants to see if you can rely on the word. God wants to see if you can lean on the word because the person that can lean on the word is the person that can be can be like, that can be eligible to run your 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 hometown. That's the person that God can locate to be eligible to run whatever is going on in your area. He will give it to you. Why? Because you're able to lean on him. Let's go to Matthew 4. We're talking about strength. And without strength, you cannot push. But without strength, without weakness, you cannot know your strength. I want you guys to write these things down. Without weakness, you will not know your strength. And without strength, you cannot push. Yeah? Without weakness, 
you cannot know your strength. And without strength, you can't push. So you see, a lot of people today, why they can't push or why they can't go to a certain level or they can't bypass a certain level is because they wasn't, they wasn't able to locate their strength and their weakness. Do you understand? Let's go to Matthew 4. Jesus was taken into the world by the Spirit for the test. The devil was ready to give it. Jesus prepared for the test by fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. That left him, of course, in a state of extreme hunger, which... You see, you see, I've read this scripture so many times, yeah, and this scripture doesn't make sense. You see, when you first read it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because it says, Jesus was taken into the wilderness by the Spirit for the test. And it said that the devil was ready for him. And what did Christ do to prepare him for this, for this um, test? Read it for me. What did he do? Jesus prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. What makes no sense is why would you pre prepare yourself from a test from the Satan, the, the one, that, the, the destroyer? Why would you prepare yourself, yeah, by fasting? Why? Why would Christ make himself weak before he, before he goes against the strongest man on earth? How? Why on earth will Christ come down and prepare himself to fight Satan, to fight the destroyer, the person that causes destruction? Why on earth would this man fast? before he faces it. Continue reading. That left him, of course, in a state of extreme hunger. Uh-huh. So listen, would you say that extreme hunger is weakness? Would you say that extreme hunger is weakness? If somebody is going to a fight and they are extremely hungry before they get to their fight, what, what normally, what's the normal thing that's going to happen? The person will get knocked out because they've been deprived or they've deprived themselves of a certain thing. If you today are saying that you're going to a marathon and you don't eat and you don't drink anything, what's going to happen to you? So you can see why I can say that it doesn't make sense for Christ to prepare himself to fast before he meets the person that he hates, the, his enemy. How does it make sense? Because it even says that the devil was at an advantage because Christ was extremely hungry. Go on, I'll let you read it. Which the devil took advantage of in the first test. In other words, the devil was at an advantage because Christ was extremely hungry. So you see, every single thing that I've said to you about the gym and I've said to you about this and that it will now make sense. Because Christ placed himself, let me not run there, let me not run there, let me relax, let me relax because I'm very excited about this scripture. So, read it again for me please. Next, Jesus was taken into the wild by the spirit for the test. The devil was ready to give it. 
I want you to underline the devil was ready. Jesus prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. I want you to underline the fact that Jesus prepared for the test by fasting. That left him, of course, in a state of extreme hunger, which the devil took advantage of in the first test. So I want you to understand again that the reason why the devil took advantage of him was because he was extremely hungry. But go on. Since you are God's son, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. So this is the enemy speaking now. The enemy is telling Christ, since you are who you say you are, this is what I want you to do. Yeah? He said, I want you to speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Yeah? Can I tell you what I found out about that? I'll tell you after you read the next verse. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? In other words, he placed himself in his weakness. He put himself into weakness on purpose so that he can only rely on God's word. Did you hear that? Before God makes a move, before he makes a move in your life, where well he wants to he wants to know if you are so weak that people are able to take advantage of you before he steps in. Uh, but the thing is, is that when you were so weak, right? And it looked like God wasn't working. It looked like God wasn't doing anything. You quickly got out of the stage of weakness to show us that your strength. You wanted to show us that you were strong. But in other words, what you done was, you didn't show us that you were strong. You showed God that you were too strong for him to work in your life. I want you to know, I want you to understand that God will give you strength to push on his terms. You have to be so weak that he steps in. Did you hear that? In other words, when you can see a test coming, all angles, all sides, and you know that this test or whatever's coming after you has got the capability of making you weak. Guess what? Allow it to happen. Allow it to happen and be daring enough to trust in God. Be daring enough. And this is why we encourage people to stay in God's word. And when there's SoundCloud, make sure you're staying in SoundCloud because there is something coming for you to test every single thing that you carry you think the devil came the devil when he came to say when he came to Christ right he came for a purpose he didn't come for no reason and when you face certain fights whether it's in your household or whether it's in your workplace when you face certain um, 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 oppositions there is a reason for that opposition coming against you 
there's, there's a reason why you're facing what you're facing. There is a reason. God is waiting at the edge of his chair to see what kind of move you're going to play. If you're going to play your game or if you're going to rely on his word. And when we normally go wrong is we tend to rely on what we, we say ourselves or there will be somebody that will be giving you advice that never has been through what you're going through. But you would rather listen to that person than the word. How would you know that a person is representing the word? Look at their life. It's like me saying, how would you know that a person goes to the gym? Look at their body. You look at their body and you know that, okay, more time, just look at this, right? More time, the people that are talking to you have never been to the gym, ever. But they're telling you how to get big. Never listen to anybody that cannot make a difference to your life. Not just that can't make a difference to your life, that haven't been through. They haven't experienced. And when I listen to people like Pastor Toby, when he tells me about his life, all I hear is everything that is impossible all he's done is he's trusted in God and everything's happened. Everything happened his way. And when I look at leaders like that, that are in the word, that represent the word, guess what? Me too, I start following a, the exact same, same pattern as what they preach. I thought I'd come and talk to you today. I didn't want it to be too hot because I wanted, I wanted you to get exactly what I'm saying. I hope that you've written down that your mind holds the key to your strength. If you're able to tell every single thing that makes you do the opposite thing, if you're able to tell it to shush, quiet. If you're, if you're strong enough to tell your weakness to shush, God will work for you. God will defend you. God will back you. And the reason, the reason why uh, it says that Jesus was preparing. He was training. Training is not supposed to be easy. I've trained the whole day. If you probably tell me to do something, I probably won't be able to do it because I'm too weak from the morning. But it's because I'm preparing for something. I'm preparing for something that I've already made up in my mind. And when people don't understand why are you going through this much pain, oh, you need to have a break. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to tell them that you're not in my mind. You're not. I can tell you, but you're just going to think that I'm just talking. I've made up my mind to do something. Same way, nobody can talk me out of what I've made up my mind to do for Christ. You want to, you want to, do things that nobody has ever seen before. In other words, everything you've seen is man. You've seen the highest, the highest power that man has to offer. So what about if you lean on God? I, I, I am waiting to see what God is going to do in my life. 
But in order for me to wait, in order for me to see that, I must lean on him. I understand that the generation before us, they never pushed to a certain level to give us, to give us um, economic liberation. And I see everything that's going on and in the ends and whatnot. And you know, I already know the answer to it. The people that are not stupid. It's just that you're only going to do what you see other people do around your community. And the thing is, when people say things like, oh, but this person, this person, you're too far from them. You're too far from them. I want you to understand that when God locates his man, he locates somebody that will only hear his voice. And when you go for a job interview, you go for a job interview, they are not looking for you to do your own thing. They give you the criteria of exactly every single thing that they want you to do. And the reason why you will get the job because you fit that criteria. Do you understand that? Uh, so God is the same. In order for him to do certain things in your life, he needs to see if you're his type. He will only give you the ability to push for him. He will, only, he will only elevate you to do mad stuff. Let me tell you, you have something inside of you. He placed a certain type of blessing inside of you that can be only activated by him. If you're able to trust in him. If you're able to lean in him. Yeah? If you're able to trust and lean in him, then guess what? He will do wonders in your life. I told the people around me, I say, look, you want to be great, right? You want to do this, and I know that, okay, all your friends are doing this and that, da, 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 da. Right now, you're in your stage of weakness. Allow everything to happen in front of you. It's fine. Allow people to do what you once wanted to do. It's fine. Are you able to do what God wants you to do? Are you able to do that? And you see, until God kills what makes you so attracted to the world, you ain't going to push nothing for him. And what he wants to kill inside of you, he wants to kill the thing that excites you about the world. You cannot save anything. Yeah? Unless you know what you're saving. And the problem is with being excited, with looking down in the world, right? You're looking down in the world, you're happy, you're, 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 you're seeing what makes you happy. What, how, how is God going to push you? to change this or to change that. I said to you that, you see your weakness is the pre -prepare preparation of something great. Christ prepared by fasting. 
I didn't tell you guys to all fast today because I spoke about fasting. And I'm talking about when it was talking about fasting in Matthew, in, in Matthew 4. It was talking about his weak stage. His moment of weakness and what he'd done when he was weak. And you see, when you get in your weak moment, right? God wants to see what you do in order to push. He, want, he doesn't want you to use. You know, when you go to the gym, there's ways of cheating, right? And the ways of cheating is steroids. You can take steroids and it will make you cheat. But the thing is about steroids, it's not good for your body. <laughs> it's not good for your body. Anything that's a shortcut, anything that's a shortcut from God is not good for your body. I want you to write that down. Anything that you use as a shortcut in your moment of weakness is not good for your body. It's not. You want to use this as a shortcut. You want to get there. But you know that this is not the right way to go. But you still want to do it. I told you to time me. So you see, you see in your weakness, I was speaking to one of my friends and I started telling him about when I left my lines. And these are the phones that I relied on, you see. I believed in God, but I believed in these lines. Because I, you, you don't understand when I had my phones or when I had my counting lines and this and that. I believed in these things so much that I didn't believe that there was provision beyond what I had or beyond the phones that I had in my hand. My life depending on the next ring, the next customer that will ring. That's how I live my life. I could have been praising God. It doesn't matter if I believed in God, but you see, I didn't place the power of provision in his hands. I didn't believe that he could do it. I only believed in the phone. So when I got to the level where I wanted to change my Toby clearly said to me, you're not gonna get you're not gonna be able to get to the next level if you can't get rid of these phones. If you can't stop this, you won't be able to do something else. And you know one of the hardest decisions to make was to drop them phones. And when I got courage to drop them phones, guess what? Every single thing, every nightmare that I had right about not having money or this or that it happened straight away but the problem with having a nightmare the devil cannot fight you with something that you already did that you, do you understand that in other words when i put down my phone when i put down my phones and i said you know what i'm going to rely on god it didn't happen straight away it didn't happen the turnover didn't happen straight away what god was waiting to see is how long would it take me to go back to the things that I left? And when I showed him that I was never going back, that's when he started pushing me into places that I could never imagine. Do you understand that? He started pushing me into realms. He started pushing me. He started making me meet people that I would have never met if I had these phones. You see, in your weakness, when you're in your weakness, God will show you things that you would have never seen in your place of strength. 
when you think that you're, when you govern your life by your own strength, there are so many things that you will miss along the way. You will miss along the way because I told you that you see these eyes, these eyes are only open when Eve ate the apple, you know? So be careful what you're following. You see, if God places a lamp on your foot, that's the thing that you follow. But he can only place when you get weak, when you figure out that there is no other way out but Christ. There is no other way out. There is nothing that you can do without him. There is nothing that you can place above him. When he starts to know that he is a priority in your life, there is so many believers these days that believe that they believe in God, but they cannot drop certain things that have taken over their life. You see, what's different between us and them is that we have decided to drop everything in order for us to save everything. Do you understand that? You see, when they called us name, it was our place of weakness. When they said that we couldn't do something, it was our place of weakness. When they cast you for being there, it was our place of weakness. But guess what? In your place of weakness, people will look for you for strength. Do you understand that? Because we're never going to be strong in Christ. We're going to remain to be weak in Christ. Do you understand? So we show him that he's able to defend us in our weakness. He's able to do many things. There are certain things that I, I do now. I know that. Listen, I know. Look, look. There was a stage where I had to carry a weapon. Because of how much enemies that I had, I had to carry a weapon. But you see, there was, an, uh, there was another stage that I had to drop my weapon and walk the streets of London. Do you understand that? And let me tell you what happened. Nothing. I, what I thought I was doing when I was carrying my knife was defending myself. And when I realized that I put it down, nothing can happen to me. Why? Because I've placed all my weakness in him. And now that I've placed all my weakness in him, I'm saying to God, look, God, this is me showing you that I'm weak. I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I'm going to depend on you. I'm going to rely on you. I want to show that I'm changed. I want to show that I'm ready for whatever you want to place on me. Whatever you've blessed me with, I want to show that I have the capacity to hold it. If you have the capacity to hold something of Christ, it means that you want to be weak in Him. You are able to be weak in Him. Do you understand that? Don't feel bad about your weakness. Feel bad about what you do with your weakness. You, your young girl, the guy wants to sleep with her. What are you going to do? Are you going to give in? Or are you going to rely? on God and you see once you rely on God let me tell you you will have the ability to say no are you hearing me I thought I had to say that when you start looking for marriage at the age of 17 I'm thinking you, you must be strong then why are you looking for marriage at 17 I heard that today somebody's asking somebody um, um, what guy should I marry 17, are you mad? What the hell are you talking about? Focus on leaning on him. Focus on leaning on him. I'm going to start rounding up. You see, in the gym, right, you accept the pain because you know it's a process. Every single thing that happens in the line of, of what God wants to do with you. Yes, any anything is a process. It doesn't mean that 
it's the end of the world just because I feel a pain in my arm. It doesn't mean that my arm's going to break even though I might moan about it. I might, I, might, uh, I might make a big scene about it, but it's not the end of the world. The next day you'll see me in the gym. It's the same way when God wants to see you. When a certain process happens in your life, you can cry about it, you can moan about it. But you see, don't stop your faith. I'm going to end with Jude. up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Listen, there's two things there. I want you to underline wait and then I want you to underline bring you. If, if the scripture is telling you to wait, and in the same scripture he's telling you bring you it means that you're waiting for something it means that you want something but you're waiting for it do you understand that in other words that the person that is being spoken today is in a place of weakness and he's telling you to wait and i remember when christ told the disciples to wait for to wait for the holy spirit they had to wait They had doubters among them. They had so many unbelievers among them, right? Doubting. Saying, is this going to happen? Will this happen? But that was their place of weakness. But you see, the more that they waited, the more that, the more that they could sit down and wait. You think other people didn't have lives? You think they couldn't, gone, they couldn't have gone out and denounced God or denounced Christ and what, whatnot, whatnot? They decided to wait. And I know that you've heard the saying that good things come to those who wait, right? Yeah? God will bring you good things if you're able to wait. You, if you're able to push in your weakness, there are so many things on the other side for you. Do you understand that? I want you to say that I am what God is looking for. 